Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts Weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy, Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so-entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy, Langlois. Take it away, Pete. Hello out there, all you hard workers, and I would like to congratulate you right now. You did it. You made a wise decision, and that is listen, listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. After all, this show is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow. The show has three key elements. The first one is we offer career advice. We help you to be more effective and productive in your jobs and in your careers. That's important. The next part is probably my favorite. We introduce you to some of Jacksonville's most influential people every week. And this week, wow, we got a big surprise for you. I'm going to introduce you to our guest in just a second. But the third element of the show is kind of funny, and it's done mainly for my edification. We have Boston Danny gives us a Boston update each and every week. He tells us about the fair city of Boston. He knows where every cobblestone is on every street. He also brags about his sports team tells us about the weather and gives us an update on his grandson Desmond that's all good but he does something special for you guys if you have someone in your life maybe it's their birthday or they're having an anniversary or maybe someone made your work day just a little bit brighter and you'd like to recognize and thank them for it I'll tell you what you send me an email send that email to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com I'll take the email I'll give it to Boston Danny and he'll give your special person a wicked piss a shout out like only Boston Danny can. So make sure you send it to me. Email address Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. Guys, I told you I had a great guest today. And our guest has been on the show. I think this is his probably fourth time. It's at least the third time because I really like having him on the show. I learn something each and time, each and every time. It's City Councilman Nick Howland. Welcome to Hot Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. Thanks, Woo! Pete. Great to be here. Thanks, Angie. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't even introduce me. I guess I'm well, fading to the side these days. I see you clearly right here. <laughs> Let me introduce our co-host, as always, is the semi-world famous Angie Langlois. What's right. up? You guys know I'm here. Bye. <laughs> uh, Nick, I know a lot about you and your background. You know, could you kind of educate, maybe tell our listeners that maybe don't know you or aren't familiar with your military career and some of the great things you've done in the business community prior to becoming a city councilman? Sure. Well, first, uh, Pete, let me clear the air. You said that you have some of the most influential people in Jacksonville. <laughs> For me, that's a real stretch. <laughs> Come on. Please. Um, the, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I am a um, uh, recently elected within the last year Jacksonville City Council person. I'm at-large group three. I was that special election that happened in um, in February of 2022 to replace um, actually the late Tommy Azuri, who um, passed away, unfortunately, in office, the late great Tommy Azuri. He did so much for the city of he Jacksonville. Sure he sure did. I mean, um, t on the school board, on state legislature, the mayor for a while, and then city council, including um, uh, president of city council. So, Lifelong um, servant of Jacksonville. For sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of servant leader we can emulate, for sure, regardless right. of what party you're in. Mm -hmm. um, but um, my background before that, I'm a, uh, like you, Navy veteran. 
And uh, I was a surface warfare officer, two years on a destroyer. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service. (laughs) And uh, two years at a special boat unit, which um, prior to 9-11, when I was in 95 to 99, the SEALs didn't have enough officers to man their boat teams. Mm -hmm. They had enough for their SEAL teams, but not their boat teams. So they would draw from the fleet. And I got pulled off a destroyer and put on a boat team for two years. Oh, man, that's a good story. Oh, my gosh, it was so fun. Yeah. And best yet, it was in New Orleans. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad place to be in your mid-20s. Right, Um, (laughs) So uh, after the Navy, I got out. I got my MBA. I got into the defense industry. Uh, 9-11 happened while I was getting my MBA. So um, went back into into contributing to my country, I thought, and uh, went into the defense industry. Um, I've been in that sense. A lot of life-saving products for marine, defense, and law enforcement. In fact, the business that brought me to Jacksonville was Armor Holdings, now Safari Land, that makes all the body armor in the vehicle. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yep, and I came here 16 years ago. I've always been civically involved, and uh, when the opportunity to run for city council came up, I jumped on it. Well, you know, I I, I love that, and it's it's interesting. You you look, your your entire career— you're helping uh, helping others, you know, whether through your your service of the military, uh, your your post military is really helping others and helping our country is what it is. Thank and you, I mean, thank you. Yeah, no doubt, and and, and thank you. Well, yours um, too. I mean, your career was in, in the Navy, and following that is helping people find productive work, and you're continuing doing that to each. You know, it you is. Know, each and yeah, every day, it is. Let's We're gonna take our credit on that one. Yeah, that's all <laughs> cred right there. Hey, that's that's what's, <laughs> hey, it's, it's the footprints we leave in the sand, right? right, That's it. So a year has passed. Okay. Tell us about your first year as city councilman. I have loved it. I'm telling you. Uh, One of the very first things that we did um, soon after I got on, I was uh, sworn in on March 2nd, and you automatically start thinking about the budget because the budget process is three or four months for approval and then goes into into effect when the mayor signs it on October 1st. So it it was a great budget process, and the city is in a, a really strong financial standing. So we were able to approve record investment in public safety, um, mm. personnel and equipment, record investment in infrastructure. We were able to grow the city's reserves and drop the property tax millage rate. Wow. So that was a huge thing, yeah. and and um, that, that took a lot of time, mostly in the summer. Um, but I've also – I've had – you know, little touch on lots of different legislation, but one piece of legislation I led was a change to the city's, what we call the public investment plan or the Mm -hmm. PIP, the PIP. Mm -hmm. And that is how the city uh, incentivizes businesses to relocate um, Mm -hmm. or grow here. And I've always kind of made the case, having run a number of manufacturing businesses in marine and defense in and around Jacksonville, that we don't do a good enough job with attracting manufacturing uh, and distribution. We do a great job with attracting financial services, um, higher end. You know, we got Dun & Bradstreet moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Paycor move. I think it's Paycor, Paysafe uh, moving here. And a, and a bunch of, you know, it's almost Jacksonville is a place for uh, a real strong location for companies that want to move their global headquarters and, and such. Um, but we need companies moving in that are going to provide jobs for families, Mm -hmm. you know, in the 40 to 60K annual pay range. And that's a lot of light manufacturing and distribution. So we made some tweaks to that performance or that, that public investment plan in order to attract well, companies. Here. I love hearing it, given the industry that I'm in. You know, yeah, I find right, people exactly. jobs and, yeah. and place them. And, you know, I do have listenership well beyond uh, uh, Northeast Florida. So I'm going to say this to everybody out there that's not in Jacksonville, Florida, guys. This is the River City, 
by the sea. Yep. We have one of the best port systems you've ever seen. We are at the intersection of the north and south. Uh, uh, you got uh, uh, 95, which stretches from you know Miami and south all the way up. Yep. Uh, and then if you want to go east west, you got I-10. Absolutely. And we have a you know an international airport. We have uh, you know it's the largest city in the continental United States area wise. This is the spot to bring mm -hmm. business. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we should be a logistics hub, and we're growing that way in the southeast. And actually, one, one point you didn't even mention, which I love, is that if you look at Jacksonville, we are so far west that if you draw a line straight north, you hit Cleveland. And a lot of people don't know that. Oh, I didn't know which, that. Yeah. Which means that it's so much cheaper to bring goods by ship than by train or by truck that you can go so far west and then hit the major markets in the southeast, like Atlanta and, and Jacksonville mm -hmm. and, and some others. Um, almost all the way by sea. And so uh, Jacksonville is a very uh, a strategic location for, for logistics. And one of the things that we did in that, in that PIP that we adjusted was there has been a, f a, a floor on average wages before you can get city investment. And that floor is, is a statewide average of $56,000 a year. So if you're bringing in jobs where you're averaging under 56, you're not eligible for any incentives. So we wow. allowed the waiver of that minimum wage if you're in a economically distressed area or if you bring in a certain capital investment into the city, uh, 10 million or more, which then becomes mm -hmm. taxable at the millage rate. So it becomes a source of revenue for the city. Oh, so we waive those things to, which are now suddenly going to make it a little bit more attractive for light manufacturing and distribution. To oh, I could think if, I, if I'm a company and looking where to relocate, Jacksonville just should be on my radar screen uh, right now. So I know elections are coming up. You know, what's big? What, like, what are some of the things that, uh, that we should look at and be thinking about? about and certainly on your your docket right now for uh, for elections. Sure, of course we just had our state and our federal elections in August and November, but all of our local elections are in March and May here in Jacksonville and Northeast Florida or well in Duval County. So we call them unitary, meaning that um, every it, whether you're Republican or Democrat or nonpartisan you're running in the same race mm -hmm. in March in the primary and then the top two advance into May for the for the runoff election. And Every office in the city is up for election right now. So mayor, sheriff, property appraiser, tax collector, and all 19 city council mm. spots. So I was elected to fill the last year and a half of Tommy Azuri's, and now I'm up for my first four-year election. And we will know by the end of this week, it, it'll shake out through qualification who's actually on the ballot and who's running against who. It'll be a, a pretty crazy local election season. Oh, I bet. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of You'll hear a lot more at the mayor level than you will at the city council level this time. Um, and it should be a pretty uh, fun-filled election cycle. Yeah, uh, understandable. Ange, what do you have for Nick? So um, with that said, like, what are some of the big obstacles, like, that are going to face, like, the new blood, the new mayor, the new city council coming oh, in yep. that maybe you can give them a heads up on? <laughs> well, I mean, first and foremost is we're facing nationally a, a recessionary period, you know, or we could very well be. Mm -hmm. um, we have inflation um, as a headwind uh, and, and other things. But we're lucky in Florida in that we still have, you know, low tax environment. We still have, uh, it's an attractive place for both business and people to move. And so we're probably going to um, have less of an impact than many other places around the country. So, so despite what might be happening at the national level, I think Jacksonville's still poised for significant growth. You know, if you just look at 
population mm -hmm. in the last census at 2020, we were at about a million people. By 2030, we're probably likely to be at 1.3 million people, which means that is going to help us kind of weather what might affect nationally, um, uh, financially, it might be a, a adverse financial effects nationally, and, and we should be doing well, which means that I think a lot of our investment in infrastructure, a lot of our development, a lot of our growth, particularly downtown, is going to continue. And so that will be at the forefront of the next mayoral um, administration and the next city council four years. Are, are you allowed to talk about that? Like, aren't they going to build a bunch of restaurants and bars <laughs> and, like, revitalize oh, downtown? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's all public, right? <laughs> right. We have Everybody's the downtown waiting. investment authority. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much going on. Yeah. Um, and there's so much in the plan. Um, and awesome. uh, a lot of people are worried that with, um, you know, potential in inflationary pressures and recession that some of that may fall off the docket. Mm -hmm. But I don't think so. Um, you talk to developers right now, and, and they they can still make the business case in Jacksonville, Florida, where they might not be able to make it in places oh, like Cleveland say. or Chicago yeah. or, or others. And, um, and I think you're going to see significant growth. So managing that growth strategically um, to position our city to be one of the best cities in, in the southeast for to live, work, or play is going to be the main challenge of the mayor and the city council moving forward. That's but Nick, awesome. I know you're a person of action. I know through your uh, your military experience, sense of a uh, uh, mission, purpose, uh, you know, unquestioned reliability, your leadership, you know, and you care. That's one thing I know about you, too, is you care about this city uh, and everybody. Nick Howland, okay? <laughs> well, that music right there tells us we have to take a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. Hey, Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today, because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904 479-9610. All right, welcome back, hard workers. That was our show sponsor, Ascendo Resources, right here in Jacksonville, Florida. If you need any kind of staffing assistance, this is professional staffing, accountants, financial analysts, IT professionals, uh, uh, data specialists, customer service, anything that you'd probably sit in front of a computer to do. You call the good folks at Ascendo Resources, and they can help you with temporary staffing, temp to perm, high-level accounting and finance contracting, IT contracting, direct hire, contingent-based staffing, and we even do retain search. You can call the world, semi-world famous Angie Langlois. What's your number and what's your email address, Angie? You know, I'm going to give my email address because this is probably too much information, but we're going through an implementation, and I don't know my phone number. I Shame totally forgot to get the new one. <laughs> But you can reach out to me via email. It's alanglois at ascendo.com. Alanglois at ascendo.com, where you can always email me, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, and I'll work with you personally, but you get better service from the semi-world famous Angie Lang. <laughs> Nick Howland, city councilman, is with us today. But, Nick, you're also the executive director of Firewatch. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. Oh, thanks for asking me about that. So the Firewatch is Florida's fight to end veteran suicide. As, as Pete and Angie, as you guys both know, the veteran suicide rate has been growing for the past 20 years. In fact, it's been growing at a rate about one and a half times that of civilian 
suicide. We lose about 20 veterans nationally to suicide every day. And in the state of Florida, it's about 500 a year, which equates to about one and a half a day. Wow. Yep. Wow. And um, it's it's pretty crazy number. Uh, Florida's in line with all the rest of the states. But one thing that is happening here that we don't see in other places, Florida has taken a statewide approach to try to reverse this trend. Um, and a lot of that started right here in Northeast Florida. And I've been really lucky to be part of that effort. So about two and a half years ago, we started what is called the Firewatch. And it is an attempt to end veteran suicide by preventing veteran suicide and preventing veteran suicide by involving community members to help get veterans the resources they need before they slip into crisis. Right. We call it something akin to CPR. So if we can train as many people out there in the community to be able to recognize those warning signs, ask a veteran if they need help and get and be familiar with and get veterans the help they need before that veteran slips into crisis, we think we can end veteran suicide by preventing it. Uh, it's, it's an amazing cause. I'm proud to be a watchstander uh, yep. myself. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to walk by a veteran and say, hey, thank you. Thank you for your service. Anybody ever says that to me, I, I say you're welcome and I feel good about it, right? Yep. It's another thing to get involved and, and do something for those people. They gave so much for their their, their country. Uh, you know, they're willing to put their lives on the line to protect our freedom day in and day out. And sometimes that has an impact on people and th their burdens uh, they carry on to society. I know there's other people like me, whether you're a veteran or not, maybe they want to join or learn more information or get involved. How do they do that, Nick? They can go to thefirewatch.org. And Pete, thank you for being a watchstander. That is the name of the program that I mentioned where we train people. If you train, it's 30 to 45 minutes. It's online at thefirewatch.org, and it's totally free. If you take that training, which teaches you to recognize the warning signs and what resources are out there that you can direct veterans to who might be in need, then you become a watchstander. We now have over uh, 3,100 watchstanders wow, across the state of Florida. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yep. And when we, we started it here in Northeast Florida, when we hit 1,000, which didn't, I mean, it kind of surprised me, but not really, because this is a very military and friendly community, and mm -hmm. the, the community adopted uh, this program quickly. When we hit 1,000, the governor's office through the Florida Department of Veteran Affairs reached out and said, can we expand this statewide? Wow. And so now we have hired uh, folks to, to replicate what we do here in Northeast Florida in the Pinellas-Hillsborough uh, region, so Tampa Bay, and down in, in Southeast Florida, so Broward and Palm Beach counties. And um, that's helped us suddenly exponentially grow our watchstander network, which is so important because that means that in the end of the day, what we want to happen, just like what CPR wants to happen, is an intervention, an early intervention out in the community. So just like CPR considers it a victory if you're at the Thanksgiving table and your Uncle Earl you know, is suddenly sweating a little bit and his left side's hurting and someone who just recently took CPR knows that that could be an early indication of a heart attack and get help fast. That's an ideal intervention for CPR training. For us, it's having those 3,000 watchstanders out there who might, when you're at a restaurant and you're meeting a, a veteran or at a community event, you meet a veteran who's having difficulty during their transition or is having relationship issues, you know that this veteran has resources available to them by, you know, if they're in crisis, you direct them to the crisis line at 988. If they just need help, you have them call 211 and work through their issues with the attendant that is available 24-7. Or go to our resources guide and 
and uh, find the resource that may be available for that veteran to use. It's in those interventions that we want to happen that keep people from slipping into crisis in the first place. And um, we're just thrilled to have the state support and to get the kind of momentum that we're getting because it's important for us to get big fast. Right. And, and, you know, people can get involved, and this is a wonderful way to get involved and help veterans that may be in crisis. And I was just going to say, like, companies out there, um, the, so taking it to the next level, it takes a village. Great and question. in Ascendo, Pete and I decided to get involved because we deal with military veterans every day, um, and we have a large office of very compassionate and caring people that were yep. willing to jump in. So we certified our entire office. Absolutely. Um, so talk about that a little bit. Ascendo became one of our very first veteran oh, safe look places. Oh, That's yes. awesome. Woo. Go Ascendo. Yes. Thank you I so much. I didn't know that. Okay. So what was really interesting is I'm, you know, I was kind of running the program and um, uh, sometimes I'm a little dull. So I'm focused on growing watchstanders, <laughs> right? And um, the PGA Tour wanted to help um, in, in the spring of 2021. Um, and they wanted us to, uh, uh, they wanted to help get the word out about our Washington program during the Players' Championship. And once we did that, it was fantastic. We saw our self-directed learners grow, come to the website at thefirewatch.org to learn. The PGA Tour then said, well, can we do anything f- from a company perspective? Oh, and we're awesome. like, ah, we should have a, a company program. And so we created this program where if a business or an organization trains 50 people or 50% of its people, whatever is less, they mm-hmm. become a veteran safe place. And we get there, you know, I was saying I was dull because it hadn't occurred to me before, the PGA Tour, which <laughs> they're, they're professional marketers, so they yeah, basically right. hit me over we'll the head. That they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they forced me to create this program, and it's been a wonderful way to, to grow our network and grow participation by businesses and organizations. And I would say that you guys were one of the first 10 that did it because of the relationship and friendship mm-hmm. that we have. Right. And, and it's fantastic. It's been, um, it's how we lead growing our network in, in South Florida and uh, Tampa, and we, the Jacksonville Jack Jaguars are um, a veteran safe place. Awesome. Um, the uh, uh, Black Knight Financial Services is, uh, is very close to achieving veteran safe place status. That's huge. Veteran United Craft Brewery. Um, it's become a terrific program, and Angie, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Very good. I'm going to get some more contact information out in just a bit, but I want to ask you this question right here. If I had a time machine, right, Nick, and I put you in this time machine and I send you back in time so you meet a younger version of yourself, maybe 19, 20 years old, and you walk right up to your younger self and you say, little Nick, (laughs) (laughs) let me give you this bit of advice. You put your hand on your shoulder, look yourself right in the eye and say, Nick, let me tell you this. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, that's I think that's an easy one because I've been thinking a lot about that. It's don't be afraid to take a risk to do what you've always wanted to do. So if there's something that you've always wanted to do um, and you're nervous about doing it, you know, take the risk and chase it, chase that, chase that goal. And I say that because I always thought public, you know, I was always dabbling in public service, particularly mm-hmm. on city boards. And, and when I kind of stepped out and ran for office um, and recently won the city council office, I've enjoyed it. It's I'm in the right place. I love what I'm doing. And uh, I took a risk to do it. And and that's important to do. If, if it's something you've had as an objective and you, you're, you've you been afraid to do it, don't be. Take that risk 
um, and and chase that that goal of yours. Outstanding. Love that advice. I yeah. love that advice. Now, from a, a, a information that we want to get out there, if people want to learn more about your your city council campaign for re-election that's coming up, is there a, a website or something they can go to for that? They can go to votehowland.com, V-O-T-E-H-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Great. And once more for uh, uh, the Firewatch, if they want to join or learn more about it, how can they get that information or is their website for The it? best way is to go to thefirewatch.org, and that's the F-I-R-E-W-A-T-C-H, thefirewatch.org, which um, is uh, we just updated the site. It's a terrific site, and uh, it can take you directly into our watchstander training. Outstanding. Nick Howland, thank you so much for being on Hard Work. It would yes, beat the job, thank guys. You. Pete, Angie, thank you so much. Great being here. Oh, Nick's leaving the building. Nick Howland. I mean, what an impressive person. A lifelong uh, a servant of the people is the, the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying we need more people like Nick Howland. He uh, is like just sharp and really has it in his heart, which, you know, right. not every politician does, but he is awesome. So I'll tell you one thing about Nick because I've known him for a long time. I don't care what room he's in. He's the smartest guy in that room. He'll oh. never come across that way. He's as humble as all get out. But his business acumen is incredible. You know, he, he just, you know, you talk to him about uh, business stuff. He's light years ahead of, uh, of where I'll ever be. <laughs> and the guy's great. You know, he really Smart is. Guy. He really is. Oh, guys, that music right there tells us we're coming to the, the bottom of the hour break. Stay with us on the second half. Angie and I are going to talk about things that are related to your career, uh, and you can learn something from that. I learned something from our guests every week, and Nick Howland was fantastic. All right, join us. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. Welcome back to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. 104.5 WOKV. Welcome back to the second half of Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. That little voice that you heard each and every week welcoming us back from the break. That's Jaden. That's our producer, Jay's four-year-old son. And he's, welcome back to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. It's so cute. He's a future radio personality. He's a big part of the show. And we thank him each and every week for welcoming us back to the show. Thank you, Jaden. <laughs> Guys, if you missed the first half of the show, we had city councilman Nick Howland on the show. And like everybody, he's uh, the elections are coming back up. He last year, uh, the the late Tommy Hazori uh, uh, passed away and uh, he was a lifelong servant of the city of Jacksonville. It was sorry to see him pass away. But uh, Nick was elected to, to fill those shoes. He did an excellent job in his his first year. He's up for reelection and I I highly recommend that uh, if you're in that district, you vote for Nick Howland. He's phenomenal, and uh, he's a good friend of the Pete the Job Guy show and of me personally and Angie. So we're glad to have him on the show once again, and we talk about all kinds of stuff. The second half of the show is where Angie and I... What we do is we kind of talk about your careers, we talk about each other, and we try to give you information that's going to help you to be more successful and productive in your careers, and we make you laugh just a little bit, too. There's no shortage of people out there, folks, 
that want to give you advice every day. You got some 24-year-old in a bikini that's, uh, you know, might have had 19 jobs by the time she was 24, and she wants to tell you how to be successful and live a zen life, and you, you know, maybe she knows something I don't know, but I'm going to tell you. It took me 25, 30, 40 years. I mean, I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm going to be 58 in a couple weeks. <laughs> but I've been in business for a long time. And I've been in the business of helping people, guiding them, being a career coach, uh, helping them write resumes, mock interviews, preparing them, coaching people at all levels uh, in the workforce to be more effective and productive. When I give advice... Uh, I, nobody pays me for it. It's free. But I can tell you what, it's valid advice and it's learned uh, in the business community. I'll tell you a little bit more about me, Pete, the job guy. Uh, you know, I'm in staffing and recruiting. I find people jobs for a living. But I've been doing it for so long, for the last 10 years, I was a chief operating officer of a $120 million company with 350 employees worldwide, excuse me, uh, throughout the United States, uh, and in 35 different offices. I worked in all, all time zones. I had people everywhere, and we built a substantial business from something very small. And right now, I'm with Ascendo Resources, and this is where I'm riding into the sunset, folks. And Ascendo Resources is a certified minority-owned business. We're a full-service staffing and consulting firm. And sure, we help find people jobs, but I'll sit across from a CFO or C-level executive, and I just basically ask them where it hurts. You know, what are your goals for 2023 and beyond? Where are your gaps? And we, we identify those gaps, and I help with solutions. Sometimes they need a consultant to come in for a finite uh, period of time, defined or undefined, to help guide them through some difficult waters. Maybe they're doing a merger, an acquisition, and they need some pre and post due diligence work done. Or you want <laughs> you want your data to spit meaningful reports out <laughs> so that you can make decisions based on data, not just, you know, whatever the way the wind blows. We can help with that. Some of our clients come to us because they need, you know, 20, 30 people to answer the phone and process information during their peak season. And we help with temporary employees like that. So a lot of different ways we help North Florida. And my wife, my beautiful wife, the semi-world famous Angie Langlois, uh, is, is like me. She She's a partner in Jacksonville. She's been doing it every bit as long as I have. Isn't that right, Angie? That's right. In fact, um, a little story about me since we're telling a little bit about ourselves. Um, when I started in staffing, um, I did the fun staffing, which is you need an administrative assistant, you need a customer service, all personality. Everybody had a great personality. So all I had to do is if you had a good personality, I could place you. And I know that sounds silly, but it's, you know, if you're sharp or whatever. So then they talked me into going into accounting and finance. And I did not want to do that. And it was because I didn't understand accounting and finance at that point. But it was the best thing I've ever done. And I, it's because I know inside out accounting, finance, you know, how it works, how money goes through a business, taxes. Um, it's almost like I like got a degree in you, accounting. You know, I, re I remember that when you, you get into you got into accounting and finance and you're just like, well, pretend like I don't even know what a staff accounting does, a staff accountant does. What do they do day in right. and day out? And people explained it to you. And you know what's funny? 
and and uh, I don't mean to cut you off because I'm going to shut up in just you a second. You cut me off? No way. No, isn't that amazing? But when we opened up our own business, and we've had several, um, you function as your CFO. I remember uh, when we had Angie staffing. Now, uh, listen, if the IRS is listening, that is not true. <laughs> You were the CFO, but uh, you set us up on QuickBooks Pro. We had uh, uh, we had uh, multi-state workers, so we had uh, tax implications in both uh, uh, Florida and Georgia and other things. And- I got to tell you, people, and this is things that these are things that people most people don't know is you can save so much money on your taxes. <laughs> Just do a little research, and uh, and actually, to make it stupid simple, go to an app, go to like um, TurboTax. It will walk you through literally what you can and can't write off. And a lot of times, most people do not know half of it. Um, and I'm just saying, because it's getting ready to be tax season and okay, people are probably I'll, looking I'll at their taxes. I'll say that, but I'll put a little stipulation. Even you and I consult uh, a CPA firm That's to help correct. us That's correct. I'm not putting us out there yeah, like that. Right, but right. I mean, you just learn a lot. And a lot of it is just knowledge. You know, knowledge is power, research. You know, if you do nothing else today, but look up like different tax information, do that. Do that for yourself. That's the one thing, guys, and and Angie and I, again, getting down in your careers and talking about career advice and everything. The Internet is your friend. Mm -hmm. It's so much different. Before, you know, if you needed something, you had to do some research. It was complicated. Now, if I'm going to interview with a company, I I just do a couple of clicks. I can learn everything I want to know about the company. I even get the org chart. I get the annual revenue. I get get all this. Then I go over to LinkedIn and and I can look and see, look for commonalities between my profile and my experience with the person I'm going to sit across from. The, the, the internet and doing research, no matter what you do, there's, there's information out there. Right. And circling back to kind of where I started and Nick, and Nick said it, like what he'd tell his younger self. And it's like, d- take a risk, like do something that you think you'd be good at, but you're not sure of. Just do it. And so I did. And I landed on my feet and it's been the best decision I've ever made. And I've made a really good career out of it. But if you're listening and you're my daughter's age, and I'm stuck on this because she's at UNF and she still doesn't know what she wants to do when she grows up, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But get into accounting and finance. And I tell you, it this world of accounting and finance is going away. Less and less people specifically are going into accounting. So what does that mean? Supply and demand. What does that mean? It's hard to find an accountant right now. What does that mean when you get out of school? Instead of making 40K, 50K, you're going to make 60, 65. Like this is going to be the next thing to get into to make money right out of school. Well, I'm so glad you said that because when you look at unemployment for accounting and finance right now uh, in North Florida, it's about 1.7%, okay, unemployment. That means those people that don't have jobs choose not to be employed. They're making themselves unemployable or they're choosing not to. Right. The supply and demand, there's not enough accounting and finance professionals to go go around so that does drive the price tag up meaning their salaries go up to get them everybody's competing for a diminishing pool of mm-hmm. people accounting and finance and having an accounting and finance background uh, transfers to any business whatever you get into every every business has to do historical what happened what's in the history and and how to account for it so that's basically accounting 101 but if if you're an accountant out there and you need a job, please just call me. I could get you a job tomorrow because we have, we have not hundreds, that might be a strong point, but maybe across the company we do. But in Jacksonville alone, I could use 30. Yeah. Like that's such a high number. So if you have a degree in accounting, call me. Right. Call Ascendo 
And that's my, I'm done with that. Yeah, just some of the other sorry. roles we have right now. Uh, why don't we talk about a, a few, uh, a right? If you're, about a, that. if you're a financial analyst, with Ooh, a, yes, with I need a that strong background uh, in IT. And you know, nowadays, the marriage between finance and information technology is pretty solid. So, But if you are that financial analyst looking for that next step in your career, maybe your MBA, maybe your IT skills are really, really sharp, and you know a little bit of something about SQL queries, and you've mm -hmm. bumped up with uh, Microsoft's Power BI stack, come on now, you got to reach out to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. If you're a senior director of finance, even if you're a, a senior finance person and you're looking for contract work, <laughs> we have it, you know? So it's pretty cool. What are some of the uh, positions? I'm going to do a little plug right here for United Way. There are guests coming up for us in a couple yep. weeks. Yep. Um, and if you're somebody that wants to get experience in taxes, they'll take you sight unseen, no experience, and they'll you got to do it for free, but hey, that's okay. You're learning the business. They, if if you want to do tax um, intern or get uh, tax prepared or whatever, um, United Way will take you. Yeah, United right. Way. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, well, or, I'm sorry. What did you ask me? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you much. But no, I was asking you what. What are some of the key positions? I, I said a couple. We we have too many oh. roles right now to to name them all. But is there anything that's oh. on that hot list right now that maybe you know, okay? We're trying to fill? So let me get off the accounting uh, train. Audit. Oh, if you yeah. can even spell audit, I'll take you. <laughs> well, you got to pass a few background. Maybe things. not that, but <laughs> audit, audit, audit. I don't know what's happening, but every everybody. Every single company out there needs somebody in audit right now, and that's across uh, finance and accounting, but also technology. So oh, audit, our IT jobs are hot. We have a lot of IT Well, just jobs. to summarize, anything in finance and accounting, we can use you, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But outside of that, HR is hot right now. Talent acquisition, believe it or not, Pete and I are in high demand. Every company out there is looking for a talent acquisition person of some sort. So another good career to get it's, into. It's, it's, there's just... I mean, it's there's endless. a lot open right now. Yeah. There's a lot of choices. After the first of the year, which it is, it's always a good time to to look and see what's out there. Even if you're in a good job and you just want to explore what's out there, reach out, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, and I'm happy to, to point you in the right direction at absolutely no cost. I mean, we're free to to anybody that's a job seeker and wants information. My information's free. My advice is free, and it's always good. That uh, music that we're listening to right now tells us we have to take a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor you're listening to hard worker with pete the job guy on 104.5 wokb hey jacksonville it's me angie langlois one of the managing partners here to ascenda resources in jacksonville florida ascenda resources is an award-winning certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary temp to perm or direct hire basis call the true professionals at ascendo today because despite the current challenges our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need call me angie langlois at 904 Four seven nine nine six one zero. Welcome back, all you hard workers of Northeast Florida. That was our show sponsor, the great Ascendo Resources of Jacksonville. And Ascendo Resources is a certified minority-owned staffing firm that my wife, the semi-world famous Angie Langlois. What's up, Jacksonville? And I, <laughs> I am Pete the Job Guy Langlois, uh, that we run right here in Jacksonville. It is a big 
big office that we have. And I'm going to tell you, not long ago, it was a small office, right? It was three years ago. It wasn't much anything. I dare say we have more recruiters dedicated to the city of Jacksonville in Northeast Florida than anybody else. And there's a lot of staffing agencies out there, and they're bigger than us. There's, there are even some in town that are bigger than us. But our resources are dedicated to Jacksonville. They're not, you know, national. I'm going to do something for Atlanta this week and somebody that week and that. Our folks are dedicated. Our almost 50 recruiters. Uh, right now we have about 30, but we're going to 50 because we're moving to our new office. That's crazy. Uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, that gives me a headache just dedicated. to think about it. Right, dedicated to Jack. Just kidding. Right. All right. So, Angie, right? Yes. Um, we got to talk about the Jags. Okay, I'm going to talk about the Jags. But he, okay. here's the thing. I, I want to make sure everybody knows that right now we're taping the show um, before Saturday's game. Secrets so right out. now, right, it airs, the show airs Sunday at 4 o'clock. The game already happened. You all know the outcome. I know it by the time the show airs, but Angie and I don't know it. Today, I'm, we do not know it. I don't know it, but I'm going to tell you. We know we didn't win the lotto. It's, it's going to be, <laughs> I know that part. But look, it's, it's <laughs> cold. It's going to be a cold game going to be a uh, oh my gosh i heard it was supposed to be in the 30s yeah. ha, 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 ha. for all of you guys <laughs> going and don't know this because you're going to hear this after and 20 mile an hour winds do you know how cold that is yeah, like cold 20 and degrees is what when the said. wind whips through cold air uh, you know the temperature you know it the feels like temperature you know is, is but, but nobody's gonna care they're gonna be so excited yeah, but he's, yeah. well, they're gonna be you know, drunk let's just face it <laughs> Well, let's hope the kids don't get drunk, but still. <laughs> They're going to have a bunch of those $16 beers at, at the game. You know, I like watching. Is watch that true? They're $16? Oh, yeah. They're expensive as I'll get $16? Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Wow. Now, now, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm one of these diehard guys, and I played football from sixth grade all the way through high school, right? I love watching football on TV because I'm real close. Those drones and the cameras get right up. I can read the lips of the quarterback, and I've gone to the game. You and I sat on the 50-yard line right behind the players on row one. And but, I still look up at the 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 Well, that's because they're so big you can't see over them. I, well, I love watching the game. I've had club seats. We've had all this. And I, I still go back to the TVs and the screens and everything to, to get the replay and watch. I love sitting at home. So we won't be at the game. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be because I enjoy it more watching at home and it cheering on my Jaguars. Event, sure. But I love, love, love the Jaguars. And Angie, would you want to ask me some okay. trivia or something? Yeah. I, so let me just ask you like two just NFL questions really quick, and then we'll get to the Jaguars. Oh boy, let's see what we got. And these are these might maybe are easy, maybe not. So what's the old two teams? The oldest two teams in the NFL? Wow. Oldest two teams. And you can call a friend or whatever you need to if you have I, to. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I can guess. Yeah, guess. Green Bay Packers? No. And uh, the Jets? No. All right, what are they? So, Chicago Bears. Yes. Cardinals. Right. Okay. That You know what that is? That's a load of crap. The Jaguars <laughs> are the best team. The Jaguars are the oldest and most okay, established bur, bur, bur. team that I know. Yeah, Jaguars. They're the, they're the first expansion team ever to finish with a .500 record in its division. I don't think that's good, right? Who? The Jaguars. 
The Jaguars came in and they went to like the playoffs no, they, pretty they, quick. I you know, but Coughlin, they're the first you had of You had, uh, you had that Mark was in two thousand five. Was the last time we got excited, right? Or was it twenty seventeen? No, twenty seventeen. I mean, they were one game away. You know, they had the doggone Patriots passed them in the uh, the in the fourth quarter, and that's when the Patriots. Oh, could I pass. forgot to tell everybody we have Mister Jaguar over here that is dedicated diehard fan and it's been hard this has been a hard 18 years but now we're excited right because listen we have hope since even 2017 okay we 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 had portals and we you know we we got as far as we could get and i I, one game away from going to the big dance i don't even know what to say but here we are (laughs) this year all past years okay this is a dumb question no 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 let me let me just finish this thought please because this is incredible guys uh, you know Join me, all you uh, long-suffering Jaguar fans, <laughs> since 2017. We have seen the worst of the worst. We've had, um, you know, some some coaching, some some kind of mismanagement issues. We've had morale issues. We've had uh, just uh, offense, defense. We just it's been a mess, and We've it's been tough Gene to watch. We've had shorts and mustaches too along the way. All right, it's been tough to watch. <laughs> But watching this year, watching Doug Peterson, that guy has a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. The transformation of the Jaguars midseason, right? We were like three and seven, and he he, he tells the team, it's all going to come down to the Tennessee game at the end of the year. Whoever wins that's going to the playoffs. Back then, it, you know, Tennessee's like seven and three. We're three and seven. Who, what's this guy talking about? Well, look at the wins we strung together. Look at the way this offense has come together. Look at the way this defense has come together. It's amazing. And we haven't seen the best of them, but we're a winning season, a 9-8 and eight in division champs. The Jaguars are incredible. And for me, it's always been the Jaguars. Go Jags. So what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always been the Jaguars for you. Um, okay, so just a little trivia. All right, you got to go how did quick. They, how did they get their name? Where did the Jaguars name come from? Uh, it sounded good. So you see, got Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars also a big game cat. It's like a puma, like a lion, a mountain lion. They're fierce, ferocious. They got the claws and the teeth, and they're coming at you. Arr! Okay, that's incorrect, but okay. it sounded good. Thank you. So we um, way back when I guess Jaguars, um, the Jacksonville Zoo had the oldest jaguar. And they named the Jacksonville Jaguars after that guy. Okay, don't, don't say know Jaguar. Name. What the hell? People Jaguar. say that. Hey, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> what are you from, Jaguars. Chicago? What's the matter with people? Jaguars. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. One of my favorite parts of the show right now. We're going to get a Boston update from Boston Danny. Remember, if you have a special person, you want Boston Danny to give your person a shout out, send me an email. Send that to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I'll give it to Boston Danny, and he'll give your person a wicked piss a shout out like only Boston Danny can. With no further ado, let's get this week's Boston update with Boston Danny. Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your New Island update. Well, the weather's still been pretty screwy around here, but it's been getting better. Uh, you know, it's got colder, still no snow, thank goodness. But that storm that, you know, blew through. California last week it came up to us with some 50 degree temperatures and some um, you know some driving rain that was pretty pretty hectic this weekend but we got through it and you know everyone's wondering where the snow is and even up north uh, there's a ski resort Mad River Glen in Vermont they've had to uh, shut down operations they have no snow making they rely on the natural snow so everyone's waiting for something to hit up there and it's a great ski spot you ought to come and check it out if you want to really shred up some 
trails and slopes. It's good skiing up there. But um, on the sports front, you know, the Patriots, they had a good run. We didn't make the playoffs this year again. You know, Bill Belichick got to get some things figured out. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. It's all it's all in the news. We're all listening to it. But, you know, we rely on the Bruins and Celtics in the winter. You know, they're doing fantastic. The Celtics got the best record going into the break. And, uh, of course, the Bruins, they're just ripping it up across the league-wide. It's it's a lot of fun going on with that. Uh, so on the on the other one, on the big, you know, I talk about Boston traffic around here, but it looks like we got beat out by New York for uh, being, uh, you know, the most congested uh, city. We came in number two with 50 uh, hours average that you're wasting in traffic per year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, it comes out to probably, you know, $3.4 billion, they estimate, uh, the amount that's in wasted time and fuel loss of the traffic congestion. But that's in the greater Boston area, which, you know, Boston's, you know, they consider the surrounding areas part of it for the greater Boston. So it works out. And uh, everything else will be go going good. And one fact is, in 1927, Massachusetts became the first state to require proof of insurance when registering a vehicle. So we go back a long time with our cars. We have a nice history with them and everything else there. So you know what I do your shouts, kids? We, we do that up. We like to knock it out get your shouts going uh, you know you send them in I'll give you your birthdays your anniversaries all that good gear so I'd like to wish a wicked piss of birthday and that goes out to Chip Wingo and that comes from the Redfish uh, Bob Holcomb it's your day do something nice for yourself even if no one else will do it for you Rich DiGiorgio happy birthday have a wicked piss a day and Rachel Gallagher and that comes from her husband Dan she'd like you to get it going on you know and um, Nikki Eaton, that comes from Saint Sean. He wants you to have a happy birthday too, and everything will be good for us. Um, give it out to the shout-outs. We have to do it. Um, your, city, your city councilman, your guest today, Nick Holland, great guy, Navy vet. He seems like uh, he's doing a lot for your city, so that's a big deal you get going on with there. Brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You know, don't forget to remember your first responders, your military, retired, and active duty, all the nurses and doctors that are keeping us safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Oh, Boston Danny, that was another gem. Remember, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com if you want us to talk about something on the show, a difficult career situation, or you want Boston Danny to give you a shout-out, send it to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I want to thank... Nick Howland for being our guest this week. Yes, Angie, thank you, you Nick. Say, could you say um, uh, Jaguar again? Jaguar. <laughs> you did it, guys. <laughs> you just listened to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV.